0: Welcome to my mom podcast. You're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast, where we chat with educators, community members, and advocates of early childhood alike through candid and real conversations, focusing on the person behind the practice, along with some tips and strategies as well. I'm your host, Marisa. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another podcast episode. I'm Marisa again here at Early Childhood Journeys. Um super excited to have my next guest on the show. We've been re-coordinating and scheduling and canceling. And it's it's been a while. It's been a, a journey to get my next guest on because either she was sick, I was sick, Traveling. Um, I think I had my kids at one point for spring break and it was nutty. You know how that goes. So, welcome Diana Brown uh, to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Marisa. Glad to be here.
0: Now, Diana, um, I want to give a little bit of background how I'm connected uh, with you and uh, your work and who uh, who you work with. So, um, first, first I think it started through conscious discipline. So I'll let you go into what conscious discipline is in in a little bit. Um, But Diana and I have been in the early childhood sector for ages. She's been forever um, more than me and um, totally admired Diana's work. We've just, we always end up meeting up or like running into each other at the various early childhood conferences. And uh, I always say here in Arizona, the early childhood field is just this it's a little pond with big big players in it. Mm-hmm. And Diana's <laughs> one of them. Uh, and I'm so thankful that you were able to come on the podcast. So that's a little bit of the connection um, about how you came on and finally able to highlight, you know, your background because uh well I'll, I'll let you get started with that. So Tell us a little bit about your background and what you what you do right now, Diana.
1: Well, I am a Conscious Discipline Certified Instructor, and I have been certified by Dr. Be- Becky Bailey since 2002, which has been a long, long time. Um, yeah. I kind of uh, like to kind of joke about the first time I saw Becky Bailey was in 1998, and she was presenting using overheads.
0: Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> I went to that. I remember.
1: <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, yeah, so conscious discipline. Um, I was a classroom teacher. I'd been teaching for about, I think about nine years. Um, and I was kind of, you know, using all of the systems that all of my, uh, co-teachers were using. And I, we kind of had the, we, we had the red light, green light going and the, um, uh, Treasure drawer and stickers and all of that good stuff and that all that stuff that everybody else was using, and I thought, okay, well, this kind of works and it, and, it, and I thought it kind of worked for most children, mm-hmm. but then of course, you have students do, uh, students that show up who it just doesn't seem to work for so so I was kind of like you know trying to figure out what I could give them or what I could take away from them in order for them to Behave in the classroom. So it was kind of this this weird feeling of there's there's got to be something else There's got to be another way To help children without them having the mindset of what are you going to do to me? And what are you going to give me? Mm. So that's kind of where the journey started because it, it, it didn't feel right. There was something that I knew um, that 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 could be changed that 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 would help children change their behavior in an intrinsic way, and I just didn't know what that was. So um, when I saw Dr. Bailey in, in 1998 at Mountain Point Auditorium, wow, um, yeah, she said. So I heard a lot about the brain. I heard a lot about transformational change. I heard a lot about intrinsic motivation. But there's something that she said that stuck out to me was if you give a kindergartner a sticker to be nice to his friends, what does he value? Yeah. And it was the sticker, and so I thought, you know, that that's what didn't feel right to me. It it felt so removed from helping children be kind to each other's because it, to other kids because it felt good. So that was kind of my beginning journey with Dr. Becky Bailey.
0: That's crazy. And I'm writing down so many little notes that I want to address as we go through our conversation, because I know (laughs) I have, you know, parents and teachers listening um, that still use some of those similar techniques. Um, And while we can't get into specific Uh, strategies or techniques, I do want you just to kind of briefly explain for those few people that don't know what Conscious Discipline is or um, that organization and and just a little brief, you know, of uh, the overview of that.
1: Okay, okay. Conscious Discipline is a social-emotional trauma-informed uh, classroom, I guess you could call it classroom management system and it's based on current brain research and developmentally appropriate practices it is um, evidence-based and it is recognized by the substance abuse and Mental Health Administration through the National Registry of Evidence-Based Programs and Practices So that's kind of a cool thing because it was a new yep. designation from about mm, four or five years ago Um Dr. Becky Bailey is out of Orlando, Florida, and uh, let's see. There's conscious discipline for educators. There's conscious discipline for teachers um, and parents. And parents, yes, based on current brain research. So that's the part I love about it. Is what Dr. Bailey did is she looked at all of the brain research that had an explosion about 30 years ago, and in her Her work, she wanted to find out a way to simplify this this kind of complex brain information and break it down and share it with um, adults and teachers and parents so that they could recognize their own brain states and then in turn children's brain states. So the main component of conscious discipline is adult first, child second so there are seven powers and skills and these these powers and skills have to be obtained by the adults first in order to teach children those same powers and skills
0: yes and i so go I, ahead i wanted i i want to jump in there if this sounds like a little commercial about conscious discipline so be it. I have been very, very verbal, and I was telling uh, Diana before we we started to record. I'm um, in my past podcasts. I don't do a, like a recommendation for curriculums or philosophies too much, but this one I've been super verbal and transparent about uh, why I like this framework, <clears throat> um, how user friendly it is. Um, it was something that I personally used. In my work doing crisis work, uh, when I was a children's shelter program manager, right, um, and f- so that would be my my you know eight plus years of anecdotal evidence saying I used this framework for children that were uh, foster care children, trauma, abuse, neglected, and it was the it was the easiest and just best way to to connect with children in a holistic and authentic manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the concepts are also user-friendly to explain to uh, like to parents, to my staff, to the community. Um, and it was, and it worked because it was evidence-based. There was all this research uh, backing it up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, everyone should use this, not just our foster care kids and so yeah um so i i do love that and that you mentioned that adult piece first we've we've talked about how for example with teachers or parents you know you're only going to be as as a best functional parent if if you take care of yourself first and you recognize your triggers uh before you can deal with the behaviors or uh um or whatever is happening with the students or the child that you're working with so
1: correct yes you nailed it
0: that's, yes. That's that's what we mean by that. It's not that oh we don't care about the kids. No, no, no. I say that as a parent, this as a mom. Like if if I'm good, you're everyone in the household is good. But if I'm not doing <laughs> good, I need to check myself first. I, I'm not going to be a functional parent then. Um, so I had to say that.
1: Yes, and then I want to add too, in the the example I give in parenting classes, and I also preface it with you know our parents, our grandparents, our teachers, yes, all of them in our upbringing and childhood, were doing the very best they could with the skills and information they had, and the yep. thing with conscious discipline is is we just have new information, so before in in traditional parenting, you know we would you know whack our kids on the butt and say to them stop hitting your brother. And so we kind of, and this is, and, and parents do laugh, but we kind of were, we, we were modeling behaviors that we didn't want children to do. So you, and, and to, when parents say things like, I hope you can help me, Diana, my child just keeps on whining. <laughs>
0: And it, <laughs> as they whine and tell you it it
1: does I kind of chuckle a little bit, but it is about Modeling and and this is just I don't know if it's a good time to add this little bit of information But children under the age of eight Think in pictures. Yeah, so most of their learning Comes from what they see and not from what they hear so the idea of the old, you know discipline of do as I say not as I do is just not logical <laughs> Yep.
0: So, yeah, a- that absolutely. Part. Yeah. You, think, you know, you're, 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 you're giving us all these awesome tidbits about this work. What, when you first started um, doing these trainings and presentations after you, you left the classroom, what was the biggest mis- misconception that when you would go out and do these trainings from, from your audience, or, uh, you know, just about conscious discipline, what's the biggest misconceptions out there?
1: Um, gosh, um, I think the number one misconception is the idea of consequences. Mm, So, yeah, I think elementary school teachers, especially, or as, as the children get older, they inevitably say, okay, I get it. This is good. But where are the consequences? so i think we have this this misconception that unless we impose something to make them feel some kind of pain or shame how is it they're going to learn so that's kind of the 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 the, the biggest question that people have are what about the consequences and and dr bailey is very clear that if you have so the seven powers and skills, if you have the foundation, so consequences is the last chapter of the book.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's there for a reason, because if you have the foundation of composure, encouragement, assertiveness, empathy, positive intent, and all of the other, the, 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 the other six chapters, if, yeah, I, don't yeah. know if I, got, I don't know if I got all of them, but if you have all of those first and you've taught children and you Allow them to feel their feelings you help them with their feelings and you build all of those skills first then you say if you um, Hit somebody in line again when we're going out to recess if, if you do that again You're going to walk with me out to the playground so that everybody can be safe So that would be considered an imposed consequence, but it has to be logical It has to be respectful and and we must um, have have taught that skill over and over and over again before we quote unquote impose a consequence. And consequences, I think, gets um, mixed up with the word punishment.
0: Yes, and
1: they're two different things.
0: Oh man, I'm writing these little notes down. I'm trying to see, trying to plug this in here. Um, yeah, it's a lot of front end work. Um, I know you you talk a lot about in, in your trainings. Um, there's this connection piece uh, before the academic piece. And then there's this thing of teachers get hung up on the consequences. And I always say, you know, we can, if we can, um, the children that I worked with in foster care, um, if I could connect with them and help them develop some coping skills, develop their social emotional skills, that was Ten times better, because I could always get a tutor to do the whole a b mm. and one two threes and the, and the you know recognizing colors in the writing, but to be able to get along with others and to recognize your own feelings that is huge, yes, it's huge, so it's a lot of front end work that has to be done um and so I think oftentimes for me i the misconceptions that I would see would be it's a quick fix well, it's not working fast. Right. Right, done all these things. I'm like, have you? Okay, let's let's sit down and see. Have you done all these strategies? Right. What does the energy in your room even look like?
1: Yes, and a big part of uh, in the classroom too is we have a school family, and the school family is the foundation for willingness. So when children feel connected to the adult and also that their friends that they are learning with They're more likely to be willing to accept this guidance. We have to offer them. They're more willing to See the consequence uh, As my intent if my intent of a consequence is to help you and teach you a new school, skill They're more likely to see it that way But I think a lot of times we we want to get to the consequence. You know what? Give me the flavor of Jolly Rancher. Give me the sticker. Give me the thing that's going to, you know, hurt them. (laughs) Give me something that's going to change the behavior. And what we've learned about the brain is that these imposed consequences that we come up do not change behavior in the long run. They may Mm -hmm. stop it, but there's a series of things that happen from that that aren't helpful.
0: Yeah, and we see it in their adolescence and young adults, and so forth and so forth. Yes, consequences of that. Now, yeah. bring me back to we talked about the misconceptions, but what about you and your work? What are some successes? What is it? Tell me about something about your work that you found joy in. What's some of the cool stuff about yeah. What you do?
1: God, I'm smiling as you say that. What I find joy in. Every time I share this information with someone I find joy Every time that I can get in front of anybody and say did you know about this because I know That there are so many parents and teachers Just kind of waiting for somebody to kind of go, huh? I never thought about that or huh. I did know that and that does make sense. So the joy I get Um, From sharing consciousness with people is just I I can't even explain it. It just never gets old to me because As it says, you know, consciousness one is transformational. It's not a quick fix. It's not easy Um, But it makes so much sense and I think People that hear dr. Bailey for the first time they just kind of walk away and go that makes so much sense And I think once you kind of feel it you want to share it with everybody
0: So you you mentioned about um, it's transformational and we were, we had talked previously before we we recorded about how this can, this philosophy, this, um, I don't, I I guess it can, it's a curriculum. I don't like calling it a curriculum. I feel like it's, it's a way of life, you know, Mm -hmm. um, with children, Mm -hmm. with adults, Um, how it, how it can be a supplement and embedded within, Uh, school programs school districts curriculum
2: Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Um, I know here in Arizona we were discussing there is the popular PBIS uh, curriculum that is used by many school districts and I've been really uh, vocal again that I'm not a fan of reward-based types of curriculums Mm -hmm. Um, so I know you want if you can speak a little bit about just how it uh, complements or how it it aligns with a lot of the behavioral management tools I guess that are that are out there right now,
1: yeah, PBIS um, I think when when used as it's intended is a framework, so it's a framework to help children with behaviors, it has interventions in place, it has the structure necessary. Um, but it is still just a framework, and I think for a lot of teachers, it seems to maybe come up a little short, and I think what happens is the teachers end up relying mostly on the part of, guess, the uh, tangible reference as consequences.
0: Yes, the focus on consequences. you're right up a little bit there. Um, be back. there we go. Okay, I think you're back. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the focus on on consequences, and I was gonna say some tips for for a teacher and and for parents. I know I've mentioned before that what I like about this this philosophy because when you give your trainings, there's so many things that you can take away and right away implement Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. the next
0: day. Yes. Can you talk to me about just one teacher tip. Because oh, yeah. a lot of times it's like, oh, it's something the teachers I'm just hearing, oh, we gotta I have to convince my school district to school district to purchase this. Or you know, how am I gonna do that with all thirty plus right kindergarteners? Right. And
1: my favorite thing is is greetings. And it sounds like such a like, well that's pretty simple. Yeah, you know, I greet my kids. What do you mean by greetings? So greetings is they're just a down and dirty way to make a a a a connection with children in a in a very I'm not explaining this very well because I I get so excited about this but teachers will come back and tell me I just started greeting children at the door and the behavior got better so you know we we sometimes are preparing things in the morning we're getting ready and we wave or we or they come in the door and we just kind of greet them but it's kind of you know quick and yeah so so the, the four components for greeting are eye contact, touch, presence in a playful situation creates connection. So if we can just get down on their level, make this instantaneous, I got you, you got me connection, that helps the children tr- transition from home to school. It helps them transition from a stressful bus ride to school. It helps them um, be more willing to listen to us as adults to make that connection. So, um, um, cooperation follows connection. Yeah. So that's it. You know, there's nothing to make, there's nothing to do. Of course, we have something called a greeting plate where you can kind of give them some choices. Uh, preschool teachers use a greeting apron where they can do a high five or a bear hug, but greeting children at the door in a present way Um, Is one of the quickest things I can think of and another thing too and this sounds so simple and this is for parents and teachers But for us as adults just to remember to breathe.
0: Oh, thank you
1: (laughs) Because throughout the day we have so much to cover and there's so much going on and we forget to breathe and breathing cuts off the stress response so if we can help teachers and parents just to pause when they kind of just a little bit recognize that they're getting a little flustered or a little impatient, just to slow down and take a deep breath. All of these kind of like words that we have to say, you know, when we talk about discipline and this is what you say, or this is what you do. Yeah. If we breathe and slow down, brilliance just kind of flows out of your mouth because you have this this different intention of not trying to get them to do something different but to help them more likely choose something Mm -hmm. different. So it's just kind of this moment that you have that you recognize you're just kind of a little bit tense and to just be able to breathe and to teach children to breathe too. Um, that's just a
0: quick, that's that mindful piece. Yep. Recognizing that I need to take a deep breath, three deep breaths,
1: three deep breaths right in front of kids, slow it down. Um, it's also contagious. So if I stand up there and take a deep breath, the kids will also have an unco- take an unconscious breath, which is kind of a cool thing. So we're downloading calm when we consciously breathe.
0: Doing it right now.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: I hope everybody lists, is that listening. You're taking oh. those deep breaths. Now, um, this is also good. I got to definitely get you back on here. Um, how can we learn more about where you're at, um, where you're training at, uh, connect with you, more resources? Uh,
1: let's see. You can contact me. Just my email will do. And it's pretty easy. It's Brown at consciousdiscipline.com. Uh, I offer, we offer, I, I do classes usually twice a year with paradise valley family resource center okay um also work with desert sun that you're familiar with where your daughter goes and do a little parenting classes there uh just kind of do trainings for staffs and let's see agencies around the valley i was at the ask conference last month saw you there yeah and, uh, here and there. So, and also Bernadette Haran, B.B. Heron also does consciousness trainings in Arizona. And I'll give a shout out to her because yeah. she, and
0: she's the, best. Trained one of your bilingual ones, right? Correct. Correct. Language.
1: Yes. And we are unique in Arizona because we're the only two sort of instructors in Arizona. Um, so other than that, if you're going, going to get Conscious Discipline training, you go to Orlando to see Becky Bailey for a week-long Summer Institute. Uh, we have a sum, Summer Institute this next summer here in Phoenix, but it is full, unfortunately. But you can um, follow on the Conscious Discipline website. Uh, my website, I'll have to update.
2: Mindful <laughs> Discipline.
1: Correct. Mindfuldiscipline.com. Yes. So you can check there for uh, updates on parenting classes or teacher trainings.
0: And you have a Facebook page as well, right?
1: Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. So that's mindful discipline representing conscious discipline in Arizona. Very cool. Just like you, I post helpful articles and upcoming trainings. And yes.
0: Yes. I love sharing your stuff. Yes. So how um, can the community support your work, Diana? I, I'm a big, I'm a big, let me give you the the preference here. I'm a big um, advocate for early childhood outside of our early childhood fields. I always say, you know, we can talk shop all day, but, my big thing is educating those outside of the education, education field so that they care about what we do. How can those folks in the community support your work?
1: You know, I don't have a good answer to that. I, <laughs> you did send me that question ahead of time, and I'm no, no, it's it for okay. And I'm, I'm going to yeah. tell
0: them either way. It's okay. I always like to ask you. That is <laughs> like so funny because I'm like, you tell
1: me, you tell me. Well, and I guess you know, just in in trainings where maybe there's a a, a parent who happens to be a pediatrician. In mm-hmm. so that happened one time. So. I think just by getting out there and being out there and then sometimes you have a a school board, you know, a child of a school board member that happens to hear about it, but I'm not how to intentionally do it. So maybe you can help me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm always, you know, we want to advocate for our children to learn these skills, what I call essential life skills. Um, And doing and promoting, telling others about Diana and her work and and, um, her colleagues' work and conscious discipline, that's an easy way of helping this philosophy go beyond Arizona. Yes. uh, For sure, because we want our our kids to be functional, strong, social and emotional uh, adults. And I'm going to
1: add another word to that is resilient.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: We want that resilient thing. And conscious discipline is a program that promotes resiliency. And as we discussed before the podcast, we have children that um, aren't doing very well in feeling like they can handle things like they can handle life. And that's another reason that I do what I do and have such passion for conscious discipline because it covers it and it helps parents help children learn how to handle life.
0: Yes. Yep. Thank you so much again, Diana, for coming on. Um, I definitely got to get you back on, have some more of these conversations. <laughs> okay. I would know love to. I mean, they're helpful across the board, whether you have children or, or not. These are things that as an adult, you want to, be mindful and take deep breaths and recognize when you're feeling stressed. <laughs> it's the same exactly. Thing. The same.
1: Right? And and to add to, you know, that self-regulation part, that is the number one predictor of academic success, as you mentioned, you know, the colors and the numbers. But if we can really, really help children learn to breathe, recognize their feelings, we help validate their feelings and say here's what we can do you know and then we move to problem solving that is the formula for self-regulation and that's a big part of conscious discipline too yes yeah
0: thank you so much again diana
1: you're welcome marisa